1: following podcast is a member of the great big owl family jesse j sorry i just have so many recordings on my memory card (laughs) jesse j jesse j
0: you'll be able to tell from the decibel level when you input it into audio into audacity because I think for most of this it's just going to be me going Nanana. it's
1: like she's here in the room today I I am so talented <laughs> what a voice and um, this is bitching every week we talk about a different person we dissect we divulge we're wildly off track and um, this week we talk about Jessie J we just started yes. I didn't mean that to happen but it happened
0: and this is a request from my close personal friend, Georgia Frost. Yeah. So shout out to Georgia Hi, Frost. Hi, how are you? For the immense disappointment <laughs> that you are about to receive.
1: <laughs> oh God. So where do we even begin? Shall I read a Wikipedia page?
0: That's usually what we do.
1: Can I just say I went on a run today. Did you yeah, actually? Yeah, isn't that disgusting? Is that why you've got that
0: really smug snood on?
1: <laughs> my smug snood is actually because I'm feeling a bit insecure about my face, so I can just pull it up and... Oh, why are you feeling insecure about your face? Oh, just because there's only so much you can look at your own face on Zoom, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, you do this a lot, don't you? What, Zoom?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, the thousand-yard <laughs> stare. Jesse. This is what I've realised about happy people. Hmm. It's not that happy people... Well, it's not that some happy people don't experience uh, existential panic and dread. Um, They just feel that and pretend that they haven't
1: <laughs> suppress how was your run i want to hear all about your run. it was actually really excellent because was it so i've stopped moving completely like
0: yeah i'm my body is like withering but even
1: like between rooms if you are you doing this like to actually actively move even a small amount even from mm. one side of the sofa to the other yeah, it's not good, is it's it? It's really, it's been bad. So I was in the bath, I've realised I've got in the habit of, in March, I was doing some fitness classes online and I've got in the habit of watching those fitness classes in the bath and not doing them, obviously, and just being like, ooh, Why? to get tips of what I might at some point decide to do. <laughs> but it sort of has the opposite effect, where I just... It's quite creepy, really.
0: <laughs> do you think? Watching an exercise class and not doing it, yeah. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Am I a creep? Yeah. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, I think so.
1: Well, it it does something for me, so... Well, then, I won't kick shame. But I realised that it was sort of having the opposite effect where I've really normalised just watching them sat down. So I read this, I googled, mm. why don't I want to do any exercise? And yeah. it was actually really helpful. There was this article that was saying to not judge yourself that it's okay, that... It was talking about fight or flight, and I think this is probably absolutely not true, but it made me feel a bit better, which is that I'm definitely a fighter rather than a flighter, and apparently Mm. flighters are much more prone to exercise because they want to run away from everything, (laughs) whereas I like to just sit and chat it out. That sounds like bollocks, doesn't it?
0: No, it doesn't. It's interesting. I am interested as someone who...
1: Well, when people are like, oh, my God, I haven't done any
0: exercise this year... And I'm like, well, I didn't do any last year, so I don't know why the global pandemic would make any difference. Any difference? (laughs) Any different. Or would also render me unable to speak. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I guess I just haven't expected it of myself this year. I've just been like, well, it's obviously not going to happen this year. Um, but the problem is all my exercise was walking. That's just what I used to do, is just walking endlessly around London. And And you
1: don't realise how much... I didn't realise how much I was accidentally Mm. exercising against my will just by getting from one place to another. Mm. And I completely agree. When they first came out and were like, you're allowed to go out once a day for your daily exercise, I was like, I didn't know that we were supposed to have a daily exercise as part of our lifestyle already. But I definitely have felt like... I don't live in my body anymore. I live totally in my mind, which is nice. Like, it's great to be here. Mm. But at some point, you know, I had constipation for about four solid weeks. Did you? Well, I think so. I had tummy ache for about four solid Mm -mm. weeks. And I kept... Oh, I remember. Yeah, I kept calling the doctor and they kept telling me that I was constipating. They gave me this box of 50 laxatives, which I did work my way through. But then I just had tummy ache and also was pooing loads. But it has mm. helped, and it has gone away, but I was like, I should... But anyway, this article was saying that even a small, tiny amount of five minutes a day... So what I started doing was doing these. Oh, right. I'm, what is that? I'd say that I'm circling my arms. Oh, circles. Yeah, those are good. But you can do it while you're watching Selling Sunset or whatever. I finished it, sadly.
0: finished <sighs> it ages
1: ago. Did you love it?
0: I loved it. Although sometimes I have to fast forward through the really cringe.
1: Really. <laughs> But that's yeah. the best bit of the show. No,
0: I just like the ridiculous houses.
1: I hadn't, I don't know, I'd missed the hype back when it was a big hype, and we've just finished it maybe yesterday or mm. before. It's uh, for anyone that doesn't know on Netflix, and it is total trash, and it's exactly yeah. the antidote to the current world that we all need, I think.
0: Yeah, but also it, it will make you feel sick the <laughs> amount of money people have and what they're spending it on
1: and why. Mm. Can I say something controversial? I love Christine. She's honestly the worst (laughs) person. Isn't she awful?
0: She's a really, really awful person. (laughs) Like, when that woman had had a... That woman? Spoiler. And...
1: I'll bleep that out.
0: Okay. And she decided to make it all about herself.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. I was like, I know
0: this is a reality show, but also... This is... That's fucking awful. Like... The
1: worst one was Davina, though. Davina.
0: I just feel sorry for her because I think... I think she's just one of those people who's, like, never really fitted in. Oh, Do you know what I mean? And also, she's really, really beautiful. Yeah. But I never look at her and think, oh, she's pretty. Because she's so annoying. Yeah,
1: and really mean. But she is really mean. She's incredibly mean, yeah. They're all So I just look mean. at her and I,
0: her face doesn't even register to me. It's like white noise. Wait,
1: which one? Christine or... Davina. Davina.
0: Yeah. Christine obviously registers uh, to me.
1: The most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah, I
0: do want Christine to, like, murder me. <laughs> this is what I mean. Se- sexually. This is what I do I want mean. her to murder me sexually. Like, obviously... I was obsessed with her at the beginning of the yeah. show. And then I was like, okay, there comes a point when the producers aren't really making you be like this, are they? You just love it. She
1: loves it. <laughs> she loves it. Yeah. But she ultimately doesn't win. Like I was Googling after who the richest one of them is, and it's Chrishell, who is also probably the nicest one. Why is she the richest? Because of her I don't know, but divorce. she seems to earn the most through the through the Oppenheim group, which is the, um, for anyone who doesn't watch the oh. show, this is so boring, but they're, you know, they sell properties and she, although the the whole series one starts with her being the newbie, by now she's the person who earns the most through her deals. So it just shows that niceness does win in the end, doesn't it? Um,
0: yeah, also I think she's very competent and she's just Quite normal, isn't she? The best
1: one is Maya. Oh my god, she's literally. Oh my god, I love Maya so she's just much. She's there to oh sell god. houses and have her baby. Yeah, she's so great.
0: And then she, like, sort of joins in in the drama, but like, not enough that she's ever implicated. Yeah, in you can tell
1: it. she's been fed a line by a producer and she kind of says it, and then someone says, Oh, but what about this? And she goes, Oh, yeah, I see that point of view yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that as well. You know, it's uh, both sides have
0: a great point. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I'm back to Miami now, because that's clearly where she lives. I'm going to Miami to see my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. That's a really bad impression of her. (laughs)
1: Oh, well, anyway, good show. Anyway, great show.
0: You can do some sit-ups. If you want some escapism.
1: Do some sit-ups while you're watching it. I did find that genuinely very successful. I suppose what gets in the way of
0: me exercising is, I sort of think there's no point unless I'm going to become The Rock. I don't really have a very healthy attitude to it because all or really the only, ex- yeah, really the only experience of exercise I have was being bullied in yeah. PE and feeling like awkward and hating hating getting changed because it meant that they like scrutinised you and like they would look at your face and like I had really bad acne when I was a kid so I was like really afraid they would make me take my makeup off um even though i was obviously wearing it cuz i was so insecure about my skin and so i just associate i just began to associate with absolute terror yeah. and pain yeah <laughs> and it and it was it got it i think it started when i broke my elbow when i was 11 and i broke it at school just like tripping down some steps <gasps> like two like two tiny steps Ooh. and i just and i something happened Ooh. I still feel like I might have been pushed because it was really, like, Tilly. I mean, I am very clumsy, but it was also, like, just very, it was just very odd. Tilly no. Anyway, I broke it in three places, and they actually thought that I might never recover, like, the full use of wow. my of my arm. Wow. I still actually can't move it as well as I can move the other one. But anyway, I feel like that accident just kind of completely pushed me out of my body. I think I was already going to be like a very um, cerebral person anyway. Mm. I'm not someone who really lives through my body. But that just did just kind of push me into my brain fully. So So if anyone has any tips (laughs) on how to start exercising. And then also just my, this is just turning into a rant now. But my general personality and vibe, I do... I do find most forms of exercise deeply cringeworthy on like a soul (laughs) level. Like I really, everything that's said about it, I find. No,
1: I completely agree. But it's why, sit-ups during Selling Sunset, I know you've finished it now, but I've been doing, I've been doing, and Mary, my flatmate, laughs a lot at me, but I've been doing exercise on my sofa. My arm, circles a couple of set And I'm sure it does make a difference to your mood. you feel better? I feel better. But I also just feel better because this article was like, just do five minutes. Don't, don't, because everyone's like, oh, you've got to do half an hour and it's got to be really intensive. And yeah, this is
0: where I get stuck. because I'm like, well, I'm never going to do that. So I may as well just not expect. Exactly.
1: Whereas just don't set that. Don't because yeah, I'm exactly the same where I think, oh my god, if I go on a run, I can't go on a five minute run. But this article was like, you absolutely can like, just go on a five minute run if that's what you want to do. And it was saying as well if you have, because I have this a little bit. If you're worried like your neighbours are going to watch you and judge you, then just run round the block two blocks away rather than the one that's by all your neighbours and stuff like that. I
0: I'm just worried anyone would <laughs> perceive me. To be honest, it's not anyone specific. Just it's humans. just like I have like a really I have a real deep fear of anyone watching me exercise.
1: I completely understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know where it comes from. I just I get really. That is, like, my worst, that is the thing that I'm, like, I'm already quite
1: agrophobic in a lot of ways. But it is gross, because, like, even, like, the nicest friends in the world, if they're more fit than you, and they suggest going on a run, it's going to be really embarrassing and feel really yeah. shameful and... I just I always get really like when we as a flat go on a bike ride I always cry I just cry because you know they can cycle further and longer and maybe that's just me putting too much pressure on myself being excellent at everything. You
0: should go out with me because I haven't ridden a bike since I was nine years old so I would definitely (laughs) cry just looking at the bike. You'd
1: be like me I just cry and swerve into oncoming cars and everyone beeps me because I just can't and then I jump off it rather than slow down to a stop and put my foot down. I yeah. jump off it and I bash between my legs on the Aww. thing and end up with a very blue waffle.
0: <laughs> oh, well. The last time I was on a bike, Danny Phillips was riding it and I was in fear of my life. <laughs>
1: yes, Danny. That woman is and an excellent to, cyclist. I had to
0: scream for it to stop. Sorry, just,
1: She's an excellent cyclist. Well, I didn't die. That's good news. Was she <laughs> taking you somewhere or were you just going on a joyride?
0: joyride. Yeah. Dangerous. Didn't want to be left out, even though I was afraid, and I thought, this isn't going to go well. (laughs) But it was fine in the end. But yeah, I'm not really sure if I can ride a bike or not, because I haven't ridden one in like...
1: This is the thing, I was talking to someone about this the other day. That whole expression of like, oh, it's just like riding a bike, implies that getting back on a bike and riding a bike is really easy. Like, I found it really challenging to relearn how to ride a bike during lockdown. It's really hard mm. and you could I think for most
0: people it's easy isn't it that's the thing think? I think for most like very neurotypical people I think learning to ride a bike is hard but then when you've learned it, it's like that's it just something that you can do whereas that hasn't unfortunately been my no me neither experience of life
1: I so we were um me and Matt were like out in the world just before lockdown in this recording studio and we cycled in every day which is supposed to be a 15 minute cycle and we would allow an hour for it because that's how long it took me and every single time a white van overtook us I would just scream at the top of my lungs just like bloodthirst scream and they would get really stressed out and beep but I was so angry at them for overtaking me but then I'd also be really angry at them for not overtaking me if they just like tailed me it made me enraged so I think maybe it's not for me.
0: I think maybe cycling in London is like quite a horrible thing. Like people get hit all the time and it's just quite stressful. And I think the whole experience of it is really stressful. So I wouldn't judge your Aww. cycling ability based on like the mental torture of cycling in London.
1: Thanks, Tilly. Like
0: I'm sure you could go on a lovely country bike ride with no problems. No. But the problem is like it's Those just... white van men. Yeah, and also everyone hates each other. That that's the thing. Like, I hate cyclists. I'm really sorry, but I do like when I'm just trying to stroll along the canal and there's like eighty four thousand of you. (laughs) Like and you you all look like you're gonna crash into me. Yeah. And I and it and it's stressful and I don't like it. And I just kinda wish you weren't there. If I'm being completely honest. (laughs) Isn't that
1: just people in general though? Get rid of those guys.
0: Yeah, that maybe it's just me. I mean, I, I admit that I am the problem.
1: <laughs> so we've recorded
0: 17 so, minutes and not one of them has been about Jessica Jessie J, She's actually impressive.
1: Jessica Cornish, born the 27th of March, 1988. She's 32, better known by a stage name Jessie J, is an English singer-songwriter, born and raised in London. <laughs> she began her career on stage age 11 with a role in a West End musical, Whistle Down the Wind. She studied at the Brit school before signing with Gut Records and striking a songwriting deal with Sony slash ATV Music Publishing. So what I didn't realise, she wrote Party in the USA. Yes, she wrote Party in the USA.
0: How did you not know that? I just didn't know.
1: I just, I didn't know
0: that. Let me tell you, going to LAX, flying to LAX, as I did in in February, before the coronavirus pandemic, Mm And listening to party in the USA, knowing it was written by a British woman who also came to LA in a cardigan. In a in a cardigan <laughs> is a transcendental experience.
1: No, I didn't know. How cool is that? That's the only cool thing I've done this year. So, do you know what else happened this year? I was literally just watching a program. The Australian wildfires. No, they were this year. I was just. No, they weren't. They were. I'm just going to Google it to double check.
0: It is. It is better to double check, isn't it?
1: Yeah, twenty twenty. Fucking hell. They were Oh no, June. Oh my gosh. Start date June twenty nineteen. End date what? May twenty twenty. But I think Whoa. the height of them might have been January. That's when I seem to remember them being really in the news and everyone being like, "Whoa, twenty twenty's mental." And then obviously, continued to live up to that name. But anyway, there's. I was just watching a rescue place where they look after all the koalas
0: oh no not the koalas guess how many animals died no why are you doing this <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is meant to be a fun episode <laughs> where i go nah, 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 every five minutes you can do that while you guess oh. how many
1: animals died. okay 25 million animals died so there's not an exact number <laughs> But because this is killed or displaced, but it was nearly three billion animals.
0: Are you being yeah, isn't that awful? Yeah, it is, and I don't know that I can go on with the rest of my day. Okay,
1: so Jesse J. <laughs> Once again, I'm just gonna take my snood off. I feel a bit soft. very warm. I've got a very warm neck. You know what? You you are a real piece of
0: work. You're a real piece of work. <laughs> And you didn't hear me because you took your headphones out then. So you can enjoy listening to that later. (laughs) Can't wait.
1: So Jesse J, should we talk about No no, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I make myself laugh. I'm sorry. I know it's probably really annoying to listen to. She's got it. A... and also to edit because <laughs> you'll have to like bring down the volume every time I do it. But uh, it just it just it makes me laugh Which so Jessie much. Which Jessie
1: J song you singing when you go, no, no, no?
0: It's just how she sings. <laughs> Is it... When she does it live and she does all the little riffs and she just, like, does random shit.
1: No, 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 no. If you did that and you said, who am I being, I wouldn't necessarily guess Jessie J. <laughs> what a voice. I do
0: think other people would. What a voice. Yeah, oh, she's an amazing singer. I, I'm obviously deliberately... I'm obviously deliberately being bad. Oh, yeah, 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 you singer. know.
1: It takes real skill to sing that badly, you know.
0: <laughs> it does, actually. It it takes two years training at an, at an accredited drama school.
1: No, 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 <laughs> So, um... <laughs> bless her. Bless her soul. Should we talk about the Chinese X Factor that she did? Yeah. So after she'd been on The Voice... Which she got quite a lot of shit for, actually.
0: She, But she was a judge on The she Voice. She was a judge
1: on The Voice. We should make that So career. she became yeah. very famous as a singer. Then she was a judge on The Voice, quite young. She was like 21 or 22 or something. What? Yeah, no. Am I wrong?
0: No. Because I was listening to an interview... Jessie J wasn't a judge on The Voice 10 years ago.
1: I was listening to an interview where she was talking about being a judge on The Voice at like 21, 22, and how she said really controvert... Like, she... She was like, I was very outspoken and now I probably wouldn't be like that. Let me find out. You're right. When did The Voice start? My whole life is just slipping away from me. The Voice UK.
0: I'm 29 in eight months. I haven't even been 28. Original release, 2012. All right, just don't don't respond to me then. That's fine. I have other friends. I can I can tell about my problems. You don't want to hear about them. That's
1: fine. That's okay. It, I, mean, I thought like, you well, were, just get it, were just dating a friends. Fact, Yeah, you're getting older. We're all getting older. Get over it. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you know what? Though we're still younger than Jesse J. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Uh,
0: Give <laughs> some good news. Well, I have nothing against Jesse J. I Should make that clear that I'm um, firmly in the neutral camp. Really. I
1: don't know. Should and- oh, go on.
0: Actually, I listened to her sing on the Chinese talent show, mm. I Am A Singer, as it's called.
1: And uh, I got goosebumps listening She's to her. amazing. She's got an amazing, amazing voice. As well, like, I think, it, was she ridiculed a, a bit for going? So basically, after she'd been super famous here, done the voice, had a lot of, like, tabloid attention, she then went to China and did their kind of... A-
0: and took a big-ass check to do this yeah. show where she was the first Western singer to compete. And the idea behind the show is it's not like a traditional X Factor show where it's like members of the public. It's like people who are already famous singers Mm -hmm. in some regard.
1: And almost as many people watch it as animals died in the Australian wildfires. (laughs) It's true. About two two billion people watch it. Really? Wow. And I think that she recognised, and it's a smart career move, that there's a huge audience there in China that she can make a lot of money Yeah, and maybe she can just go and sing
0: and be admired for her talent. That is what she said, I think. She said that she was getting increasingly frustrated with all the kind of focus being on her private life and who she was as a person as opposed to her being a singer, which I think is fair fucks, really. I mean, she didn't do it, do you know what I mean? She just got a massive cheque
1: fair yeah, enough absolutely fair enough and it's interesting because I do think like she's really outspoken and she's said loads of sh- like stupid things that she probably looks back and well I don't know possibly regrets or like says things in the moment and doesn't think about it and is as as would we yeah. all
0: possibly if we were oh my gosh 23 and massively famous yeah
1: 100% but it must be really hard if you if you're not actually quite media savvy if you just like singing and then suddenly you're particularly put, being put on The Voice because she ended up taking a break from it and deciding to step away from it because of sort of headlines and judgment. And she talks about the media like holding you at one minute and then, you know, scrutinising you the next, which must be really hard if, you, if you've if you been encouraged by a show to be incredibly vocal and to be outrageous and to say what you mm-hmm. think and then, and then be made to feel like the bad guy of the programme must be really, really challenging. But then she got offered The Voice Kids, and she went back and did that. So, That's not all bad.
0: I don't remember her being bad on The Voice. I
1: remember liking her. Yeah, it was just in a couple of interviews I heard where she was talking as though, like, oh, well, we all remember the controversy around The Voice. I think she was very honest. She would she would tell people if she thought they couldn't sing, mm. which people don't like in those shows. I mean, the public at home probably do, but the audience in the space and the people don't like, unless you're Simon Carroll, can mm. come across as a bit ruthless, can't it?
0: Simon Cowell told Mika that he would never be a pop star.
1: And look at Mika now. Absolutely. Nobody knows who he is. Do you remember when Mika went...
0: I do. I love Mika. I love
1: Mika. I I can't... I just remember when Mika went on The X Factor a couple of years ago. I can't remember why I was watching it. It was like a really recent X Factor. And they were all like 20 year olds. And they were like, we've got a really special guest for you. And Mika walked out and you could see that absolutely nobody knew who Mika was. (laughs) It was really
0: sad. That is really awkward. That would happen a lot on, like, early seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. Before they could actually get, like... Now they have, like, massive celebrities on it. But back then, they just would, like, bring out some, like, B-movie actor. (laughs) And all the queens would be like, Oh my god! It's... (laughs) Whoever you are. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god! You know, it's like... Did you watch The Masked Singer? I have seen clips from The Masked Singer. Have you seen the clip of Wendy Williams on The Masked Singer?
1: Oh, which one's that? No one opens
0: the door to a native New Yorker. That song. Oh, no, I don't think so.
1: Is it good? When she does the little in, oh, oh, oh,
0: and she's like laughing so much she can't get through the song. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Is that
1: the American version? I think so, yeah. Because I think it was The Masked Singer yeah, UK where I felt like that was... Nobody knew who anyone was when they took the. So the point is, they take their masks off, and it's like, oh my god, it's you know whoever,
0: and yeah, but no one cool would probably do that in the UK.
1: No, it's such a weird thing. You're like dressed as a giant tree, and you have to sing all these songs. Who who did it in the UK? Then there's a question. Let me tell you, some really random people. There was like a politician on it that was really surprising. Was it? It wasn't Ed Balls, was it? No, but it's the kind of thing Ed Balls would do. Yeah Jason Manford Oh there's some quite good ones actually Catherine Jenkins CeeLo Green Teddy Sheringham That was who the tree was It's a footballer Alan Johnson The the politician Oh fucking hell really Patsy Palmer Who's an actor Right yes of course Um, Jake Shears A singer Yeah from Scissor
0: Sisters
1: What Did he do it Yeah Oh my god I need to look that up He was the unicorn I just love that Jonathan Ross was there, like, <laughs> it was so apocalyptic. Maybe it
0: was the signal of what was to come.
1: All the masks ahead of the time.
0: Yeah, you think this is a mask.
1: Ooh. Wait till you see. Get ready. Alan Johnson is a pharaoh. So, um, I really like, um, do it like a brother, do it. I can do it like a brother. Do it, do, 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 do. Wow wow that's some high class commentary there
0: it is actually an amazing song i love the
1: acoustic version i haven't heard that one i don't think i recommend it's very soulful i used to listen to that on my way in to like auditions like when i was much younger Mm. and i felt like i needed the confidence of a man Mm. i'd listen to that memories back when i had any hope that auditions would lead to you know jobs
0: You are on TV right now, so I do have to tell you, unfortunately, to shut the fuck up. I'm really sorry. (laughs) I'm really sorry it has to be me, but you you do have to shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) Just so you know, even people who are on TV feel feel bad. bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It never ends. It never ends. I could be on TV right now and I'd still... Well, no, I wouldn't feel as bad, but I I would still feel bad.
1: Mm -hmm. Everyone feels bad. Everyone feels good, too. At times, at moments. At times,
0: at times. It turns out you can have no career and still... No career? No career and still... (laughs) You can have no career and actually feel alright, turns out. Beautiful. Um, (laughs) What was I going to say? I was about to do Jessie J online and I didn't do it. Thank
1: you for your restraint. I've done it now. Do you want to talk about the fact that she said she was bisexual and then she changed her mind and said it was just a phase?
0: Yeah. Don't say yeah, that. Yeah, bad,
1: isn't it? That was <laughs> one of the bad things she did. But I suppose maybe it was a... Maybe a,
0: to her that's how she characterises it.
1: It's her whole... Th- but, yeah, um, I think it's the whole it, thing is she doesn't... She's not taken on the responsibility of, like, being a... You know how some famous people like Jamila Jamila whatever like recognize their platform and the responsibility that comes with that and everything they say is like really thought through and anything they get wrong they'll like really think about how they apologize for it or whatever and then some people Mm. just really want to be a singer and don't think about the context within which like yes maybe that was her experience but recognizing that she's one of the few people to publicly say that she was bisexual so
0: yeah I mean she was in a relationship with a woman for like three years so I do feel like I don't know, like obviously, like I do believe people's sexuality can like change and develop as you learn more about yourself. But I
1: can I do understand why it's really frustrating. If
0: it's very harmful to bisexual people because um, you know it, it. I think it's already quite difficult when you have any sort of fluidity, it, whether it's to do with your sexuality or it's to do with your gender. People very. People get very angry because they they want you to be one thing or the other mm. and they, they want you to they want you to stick to a box and or whatever you don't have to stick to a box you stick to something else <laughs> uh, <laughs> and people get really bent out of shape about it and I just think
1: It must be really hard like I remember Joe Lysett used to be really open about being bisexual and then lots mm. of People who identify as bisexual were really excited because that hardly ever happens. And then Mm. a lot of people who are pansexual were encouraging him to use that wording instead. And he talked about how the problem with moving across to pansexual, which he was happy to identify as, is here a a group of people who identify as bisexual who think they've got this kind of person in the public eye who identifies as bisexual, and now they're going to change to being pansexual. So I I can't remember how he concluded it, but I think he was like, you know... I can be both.
0: It's hard, I think, because there's just been such poor representation that I think people really are just desperate to be able to look at someone and go, oh, there I am, you know. And I do recognise that's a lot of pressure. But yeah, I do think it was probably not the best
1: phrasing. And how
0: unfair to her... Ex girlfriend as well. I mean, I don't know, they're probably still friends and stuff but No,
1: you are right. You
0: know, I I would be heartbroken if I was really, you know, in love with someone and they described me as a phase. Because ultimately every, every relationship is a phase. If it ended. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should characterize your sexuality as a phase, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I think I I think that's a little bit it's a little bit too easy really to 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 do that, yeah, and actually sometimes there aren't easy answers to a lot of a lot of these things that I happen agree, in and life. to give
1: her the benefit of the doubt, I do think that's exactly the you've hit the nail on the head, which is that she's not thinking about the complexity or the nuance of like what that phrasing means. she's just saying how she feels about her experience and probably what is quite an offhand way which seems to be her general I am
0: bisexual but I don't really talk about it and I suppose it's because I find the whole discussion so completely boring (laughs) and also sometimes genuinely quite not upsetting but um, it's just I just think it's really personal and I think a lot of the time people really don't recognize that and people really don't have boundaries with people when they share that sort of information Mm -hmm. I think labels are great in some ways because they help people identify who they are and they help they help in lots of ways but they can also be constricting and they can also um, make you feel like a bad person if you don't live up to what that specific label is meant to be
1: I think yeah no I think everything you say is right it's so weird isn't it as well the like dialogues that we're having at the moment and particularly always comes back to Twitter but if you identify something you then somehow are expected to speak on behalf of everybody else who identifies as that thing and I think that is so much responsibility particularly if you're in the public eye and it's been really interesting how that's then caused within certain communities or umbrellas of of identity that's caused tensions and splits because there's this assumption that that one person gets to speak on behalf of the whole group so then if they don't do it correctly or if they don't um, represent someone in a way that feels truthful to them then that creates you know tension between people who all identify as one umbrella term and it's really it's just you can just completely understand why people would rather just not represent anybody other than themselves and the simplest way of doing that is to be private or to dismiss something as a phase so you're not then cast as the label of bisexual in the terms of Jessie J for example for the rest of your career she's almost like written a line under it which is so harmful but you can also see on the other hand Why?
0: Maybe in her head she was like, oh, I just don't want anyone to ask me about my ex-girlfriend anymore. Yeah, for the
1: rest of my...
0: Because it's painful. Or whenever I date someone new, you know,
1: that's always the label that comes up that I'm expected to represent. Mm. Particularly if it doesn't feel, you know, that you do represent that community as you might see it because you might not view it in that way. You might be more fluid than that. It's really tricky. And I hope that we're...
0: And, like, imagine if we didn't live in a world where okay you're this and you you know you have to be perfect and you have to but also it's like everyone's looking at you and they're all like sexualizing you and examining your relationship history yeah. and
1: like and I imagine, you know imagine and imagine as well because I think sometimes it's, I don't know I, I know people who've had it where they look online at people who are really representing I don't know like people who are gender fluid or people who are bisexual or they've got fluid sexualities and they go oh well I'm not You know, for me, it doesn't impact me directly and it's not as big a thing. So then they feel like their voice isn't worthy within that discussion, which is the exactly opposite effect of what that person being visible is supposed to be having. And it's not to say that person shouldn't be shouting from the rooftops about it and representing themselves. But it's really interesting.
0: No, I don't don't think that I ever will strive to be that person because I don't necessarily feel like my voice is underrepresented yeah you know the voice of the cis female bisexual is certainly (laughs) (laughs) well documented in (laughs) in some ways anyway
1: yeah but it should never feel like a you know it should never feel well exactly because everyone is
0: individual you know everyone is different everyone has different there's no one correct way to be a lesbian there's no one correct way to be bisexual there's no one correct way to to be anyone totally really other than to be yourself
1: yeah peace sign
0: everyone love love themselves (laughs) and it's it's complex I don't think there's anything more complex really on earth than love it's so it's so it's just a big old mess (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so there we go there we go I've upstaged Jessie G <laughs>
1: in more <laughs> ways than one. <born. laughs>